Welcome one, welcome all. You are in the WordPress shop and your wonderful hosts, Adam and Colleen, are here to guide you through answering all of your questions about WordPress. This is a topic that Adam and Colleen both love geeking out about. They are here for it. I'm Colleen LeMasters of Colleen LeMasters Creative, and I specialize in WordPress websites, both design and development. I use thoughtful strategy to create beautifully crafted and optimized websites that are also easy to manage on a day-to-day basis for my clients. Adam Miggetts, located in South Carolina, is a web developer focused on integrating custom functionality to websites. Now let's jump into the episode. Good morning. Hello, good morning. We are talking WordPress now. All things WordPress. So just chatting about WordPress. If you have any questions about your website and it doesn't necessarily have to be technical questions, but just some, you know, maybe you, you have some marketing questions as it pertains to the website and integrations, email marketing integrations. It's always an important one that I talk about. So Adam, I know you have been helping me on my, my Commerce 7 integration, which unfortunately is not being integrated into a WordPress website. That's a whole nother story, but I have been working on my my base theme is what I'm calling it, my WordPress base theme. It is something that if I have, because I do a lot of, obviously a lot of custom work within WordPress design and dev side, uh, but some clients just aren't ready to put forth the strategy that goes along with a custom solution. So I have been working over the past you know, seven, eight months on developing these base themes that are kind of, they're like essentially pre-made templates, but they are my pre-made templates. And so I'm not putting them out in a marketplace. They're fully supported. You have to get them through me and then I customize them and tailor them. So they're almost like (laughs) semi-homemade to borrow the term. So I've been working on that quite a bit this week. And we'll have, we have something in the works that you and I are going to be working on that you can add that into your theme or even a plugin that's just customized to your thing for your clients. Yes, I know. I'm so excited. And Adam, why don't you give um, the folks in the audience a little little sneak peek about what we have in the works? Because I am super excited. I think it's pretty cool. So maybe we should share some of that. <laughs> well, essentially, it's it can work for any industry. But, but it's like, say, if you want, you have an industry that you had to do subscription or box subscriptions where you're sending out packages or shipments that are not scheduled, like, you know, it's not every month. It's not uh, like you, like so. A person would go to their go to somebody's site, pay for hey, I want to you know, want to join a club, you know, chocolate club or a whatever. Some certain. Day. I would absolutely join a chocolate club, hands down. Sold. There Sold. There you go. Exactly. Me too. So, <laughs> and then it doesn't necessarily have so certain products or whatever's available would be sent out maybe a February and November or maybe February, May, you know, some of those set things. So it's, it's a customized shipping shipment situation that we're kind of making it an all in one nicer solution than the ones out there. Cause the ones out there are a little bit clunky. <laughs> yeah. They're just really bulky and they don't integrate in, especially if um, clients have a brick and mortar and they need a POS system that that talks as well. So that I've just found that, you know, it's it's just clunky exactly. And so if we can make it that much easier, I mean, that is that's really the goal um, with any of my projects. And and Adam and I share that goal with this one is that we want to make things easier for our clients to manage. And if we can present 
that and we can set up the back end to make it easy to manage for them uh, all the better you know that's that's the number one goal is to make things easy and i think that we we have an idea of how we want to do it <laughs> i think that's uh since we're staying since we're in wordpress so i think that's the missing a lot of times that's the missing piece of of what holds people back with wordpress because people don't you know they use wordpress but because it's not like you know signing up for wix or squarespace and everything's kind of right there with WordPress, yes, you have a, your dashboard there and set up, but then it's kind of like, oh, do I need certain plugins and all that? So we're trying to also make it easy, to, still using within WordPress, to say, okay, you're in your back end, you know, your settings, you can actually do this, this, and that. Like, for instance, if you want to make uh, a course or a landing page, maybe just click landing page type, you know, or pick the pages, landing, tape, landing page type, and hit that or something. You know, so make it very easy so it's not... So people aren't like, all right, do I have to download, you know, 20 plugins to do that? And you're like, no, 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 hold on. <laughs> yeah, I think that is the the thing is that you you kind of covered right there is that Wix and Squarespace and all those similar platforms are awesome out of the box. And if you don't have any kind of, you know, heavy, heavily customized functionality, then, you know, that, that might suit your, you know, quick get up and running needs. Um, and, but WordPress can do all of those things, but it doesn't necessarily come out of the box that way. And so, you know, you do have to go and look through uh, maybe the plugin repository to find some of the functionality that you need. It can do all of the stuff that Wix and Squarespace and all that, frankly, I think it does it better, but you have to know where to look for those those plugins and that additional functionality that you want. And I have found that most of my clients that start on uh, Squarespace or Wix or something like that, then they come to me about six to 12 months after their business is up and running and really humming. And they're like, oh, all of a sudden I need a customized functionality that Wix doesn't offer or Squarespace doesn't have. And that's when we move over to WordPress. But I, it's just so much easier if you start there because then you just bolt on the functionality to your existing WordPress site as you grow and it just makes growing your business that much easier. So that's why I always try, you know, everyone is like, oh, you know, to each his own and there's a platform for everybody. Yeah, there, there is. I, I don't want to, you know, I, I would rather you get your business website up and running at the end of the day. But at the same time, you know, if you can start with a WordPress site, you already have the foundation laid for growth is my thought. A lot of people, they they see something like Squarespace and they, I'll put in with you, Squarespace especially, they have really good looking templates and, you know, I haven't seen some of the Wix stuff lately, but, you know, it's just, if you need more than just some custom styles and colors and fonts and things like that, WordPress is really the way to go. And it's just not, you know, they don't, of course, those Squarespace, all those other CMS content management system platforms, they don't, they don't talk about what they don't do, of course, so you don't really know. So it's hard. But the good news is, is that once you are in that WordPress ecosystem, you can also like you can switch hosts, you can do you can take all of your data and move it elsewhere, because all of it belongs to you, which is one of the other reasons why I really like WordPress versus, uh, you know, some of those other platforms, because you don't necessarily have full access to all of your data, you know, they might give you an export button or something like that and it gives you you know maybe an xml file or you know whatever it might be but you're never getting it seems like you're never getting all of your data which is a bit of a bummer so 
but yeah, I mean, there's just so much you can do with WordPress. And so that's why I want to have that base theme kind of circling back to that, that base theme available. So there is an affordable option that you can get up and running quickly that gets you into that WordPress ecosystem and then is built for growth. Like that is the number one, you know, number one reason I have those base themes is so you can grow into them as your business grows. Because, you know, when you're starting something or when a client's starting something, you don't necessarily have a huge budget to make, you know, a whole huge agency designed and developed website. And I get it. So it's important that, you know, we make that work for the business and for the client for sure. Well, yeah. So, so moving, so even where, no matter where you host your, you know, so if you start somewhere else, uh, not WordPress, you know, regardless of where you are, you can, you know, yes, it may be a little bit difficult or maybe you have to, you know, hire for a few hours a developer or something to help help you move stuff over, but you can get your stuff over to other platforms. It's not impossible. I mean, or to, especially WordPress, but it's not impossible. It's not like, ah, oh, forget it. It's, it's, it's going to take, you know, 10 years to, to move stuff over. No, <laughs> not, not at all. Well, it doesn't so have it, to be manual. Possible. I think that's the important thing. It doesn't have to be a copy and paste job. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Sure. I mean, you can, but you know, it's, uh, it'd be a lot quicker if, you know, you can have, you know, use a, a an already, you know, a plugin or, or something that actually does all that and that kind of parses things and puts things wherever it's supposed to go, especially if it's, if it's uh, WordPress. That's a really good point because it is confusing. Well, I think that's so whoever was in the early WordPress marketing, you know, there's WordPress.org, which is the WordPress that we are talking about. And that is the self-hosted open source free version. And then there is the WordPress.com, which is the paid kind of more limiting option. So, and, and there is, you know, a lot of people don't realize the difference because why would they? They're called the same thing, WordPress. So um, yeah, WordPress, we're talking WordPress.org org over here yes for sure um if it's wordpress.com they're you know they're using word well i guess i shouldn't assume anything but i, I am assuming that they're using wordpress.org framework because the framework itself is you know out of the box has all the all the bells and whistles and features yeah and it's just really nice too because a lot of the and i don't know again i can't speak to specific platforms outside of wordpress because i just don't work with them on a daily basis but wordpress pretty much integrates with any other of your marketing efforts. So we're talking MailChimp, Clavio, like all of your email, your major email players, whereas some of the other platforms don't necessarily, they're like, oh, I only have a relationship with MailChimp or you can only use XYZ or, you know, whatever it is. So WordPress has, I think, a wider availability of integrations and you're not necessarily limited to whatever that content management system is is driving you towards. So I think that's another important aspect. Of course, you know, they're they're trying to hit on some of the major ones with like MailChimp and things like that. But it's just so much nicer when you have control over those those integrations and WordPress allows for that since, you know, the wordpress.org is is self-hosted and it's your server space. You can do what you want with it. So that was my big thing with Squarespace was yeah, it looks beautiful but you can't necessarily with any sort of ease, you know, make certain changes that, for example, make your website ADA compliant, you know, because it's, it's in their code and they don't give you that much access to some of their code. So that things like that out of the box, if you want to change them, you have to hire a developer, a Squarespace developer to get that done. And so that's something that you have to think about as well. Yeah. And as far as hosting, even or at least two, two, the big, big cloud guys that I know of, uh, Google and Amazon, which is their AWS 
uh, cloud serving services they have. Uh, so when you set up, you can set up, you know, go through their services, cloud services, and set up uh, a server so that you can put your word, um, your website on there. But they have an actual, they both of them now have uh, actual uh, instances where instead of just saying, you know, set up a server with, you know, whatever it is, you know, Linux, PHP, et cetera, et cetera, uh, whatever you need needed to, to build on top of that, your server, you can actually just say, I want to use WordPress. And you just click on WordPress and automatically will do the download the WordPress.org. You know, now I know with Amazon, I don't know about Google, but Amazon has their own little plugin that they add, which of course you can delete it because of course, you know, they want you to use more services. But um, you can go that route and then now you're on using those two clouds, which, you know, you have to just look at their their pricing tiers and just make sure you're not going over, you know, put go into their back end and, and make sure you're, you have set limitations so that you get notifications to where if, you, if your site go, is trying to scale up, that it's not going to chart, you're not going to get this bill for overage or whatever it is. You know, it's like now, now I owe a million dollars to Amazon or whatever. Obviously not that much, but you know what I mean? Um, you can stay on budget. No, it's, it's nice to be, to have that, that control and that heads up because, you know, you don't want to get hit. Nobody wants to get hit with like, oh, hey, by the way, you're, you're needing more horsepower now. So we're going to charge you double what you were planning. So for sure, is, that's, that's definitely um, something, something to think about when you're trying to set up your website. But Adam, you also got me thinking about security because that is the biggest thing that is, I think it's the biggest misnomer is that, oh, WordPress is so insecure. It's like open to hacks and, you know, it's everyone, if any hacks happen, it's always because it's a WordPress website. And I would like to just state for the record that that is, that's such a, um, like, misinformation, I think. I don't even know how to, how to phrase it because... Yes. Um, the thing with WordPress is that you are then responsible or, you know, someone like me might take that on for you, for my clients. You are then responsible for updating the themes and the plugins. And so when you go into your WordPress dashboard and you see the updates in your little flyout menu on the left hand side on that black background, you know, vertical nav, and there's a little number inside an orange dot that those are your updates that you need to make. And so oftentimes, I can't tell you how many businesses I've seen where they just set up their website and then they forget it and it's just there and they think it's done. And I always try and remind my clients, your website should be like a living, breathing document of your business. It's not just, okay, I launched my website and there's my information and, you know, maybe I change my pricing every once in a while or my, my bio or what have you, but it's so important to go into your website at least, you know, once a month. I go in weekly at a minimum and I go and make my updates. And you can also set some of those updates to be run automatically. So, um, for example, I always keep one default WordPress theme, even though it's not the one that I use. But I keep one default in my themes folder and it's inactive, but I have that set to just enable auto updates on that. So I don't have to worry about that. And I know that when they push a new update to that theme, my server will run the update and I don't think about that. So very, very important fact is that yes, a lot of WordPress websites get hacked, but it's because people don't maintain them. So, you know, if you leave your front door unlocked and you go on vacation, yeah, you run a higher risk of getting robbed. So, you know, run those updates and lock your front door, people. <laughs> so, go okay, so yeah, that's so a lot of people when they have the website, they feel that it's or it, this is how what I'm seeing or or, or how I view other people but have told me that they view their 
website. It's like they put a website out and almost they're, they're viewing it as a static flyer that just has some information and then that's it. It's like, no, no, you know, it should be treated almost as your social media accounts because now the ones that you own, right? So like you own your site, you can put a video if you want, you can put an audio, you can put an image, you can put all the information that you want to go out to, you know, social media, but you can have it also on your, or even have it on a separate page, whatever, whatever the layout is, but you can control it. And by then each time somebody goes and visits, they're actually seeing that you're posting something new. Like for instance, if it's a new blog, Hey, there's a new blog or Hey, it's a new image or so on and so forth. So yeah, it just keeps it up to date. The other reason why it's important to do it with some frequency is because you will then run those smaller updates and it's easier to make those small jumps. And if there is some sort of incompatibility or, you know, let's say that two plugins don't play nice after an update, it's easier to figure out what the culprit is or what the problem is in those updates, as opposed to doing a, you know, like, oh my gosh, this is a, a major, you know, major change update. And then you have to dig around more because there've been so many changes since the last time you updated. So, you know, one of the things, if this, this helps everybody listening here, that one of the things that you can look at is the version number when you run your updates and it will tell you you're using version, you know, call it 4.1.2. You usually get like two or three numbers, like a, you know, X dot X dot X. And those numbers will change based on the next version that's coming. And as you get further left of the decimal, the larger the change is. And so if you are looking at going from version 4.2.1 to version 4.2.2, Two, that's a very small change. You know, they might have just done a couple of quick bug fixes, and you can probably feel pretty confident that running that is not going to affect your website poorly. You can you can run that update pretty confidently and know that you're going to be safe. And let's say that you're on four point two point two, and then the next version available that you see there is you know update to version four point four point two. So now your middle number is a little bit higher. So you're like, all right. There's some more changes in there that are, you know, probably a little bit larger. You know, this is at this point, you want to start thinking about running some backups before you do some changes. And then finally, the third one would be if you're going from like a 4.0.0 to 5.0.0 or 6.0, you know, something like that. Those are some big time changes that are included in that update. And definitely, definitely run your backups. I do backups every time, even for the small incremental ones, because I am a nerd like that. And I, I like to have all the all the data, give me all the backups. But, you know, you can look at those version numbers to see and kind of get some kind of inkling into what what or how major of an update you're going to be doing for sure. Yeah, version checking all of this. So checking when it comes to plugins, you want to also check if the developer of that plugin is still around. So if they downloaded a plugin 10 years ago, then, you know, just go there, just go to their site, whatever their site is, and make sure they're still keeping it up to date. If they're not, then it's like, mm, maybe we'll find another, a better one. Um, yeah. I've actually, I've actually saw, so somebody had a site, they, you know, 10 years ago or whatever, WordPress never used it, but then they wanted to start using it. And it was, it was WordPress for something. And then of course, now we're on WordPress six. 
So that is a huge deal. You know, it's not like, you know, there's a lot of changes. Also, the PHP version had to be updated first. The, you know, plugins, of course, were all outdated and all, some of them weren't even in existence anymore. Right? So that was a larger project. But, you know, so you have to make, so going from that large of a jump, there's, take a lot of time and, and stuff to, to uh, it might, sometimes it's better to actually create a sandbox, create it, move, you know, get it working, and then just replace, once you have everything backed up, of course, of the old one, just replace the old one with the new one, and then you're not, you know, finding weird, you know, crossovers. Absolutely. That is such a great point, too. And another benefit of WordPress, I know I sound like a broken record, but since this is a WordPress room, I know, I know it'll fly, but it's just like, it's just so much nicer to have the opportunity to have a sandbox or a staging website where you can mess around and check out things before you make them live to the public. It's just so much more handy. So, you know, I have, I have a couple clients who are on Squarespace and every once in a while they will need something, you know, fixed. Oh, I don't like the way this block is, you know, the, the padding on it, what have you or whatever. So I can go and I can fix that block, but in that particular instance, it might look good, but who knows what it's doing to some of the other places on the website where that block might be used, you know, depending on how it was targeted. So having a sandbox capability, which I don't believe that some of those other CMS platforms offer a sandbox environment for kind of messing around with those, those types of changes. I think they offer limited, like you can go, you can like look at different pages, how they're going to be viewed, almost like WordPress has their draft, but I don't know if you can do full site. So, but again, I don't know. Some of them may have, have that. So the full site. Yeah. I just, you know, they, you might get like a little preview of whatever you're trying to do, but who knows if it's going to filter and hit something else that's live for, you know, that's forward facing for, for other users. So again, another benefit of WordPress, especially the self-hosted, because you can very easily set up a second subdomain. And now with all the hosting providers doing that one click install, you can set up a dev.mydomain.com like super fast and use a plugin to just create a mirror image of your site. And boom, you have a sandbox area that you can kind of close off to the public and, and goof off in. test out a plugin, see if it does what you think it's going to do. And then, oh, you know, hey, that one didn't work. Great. Get rid of it, delete it. And that way you haven't messed up anything in, in your site currently that you may not even realize is not functioning. But, you know, Adam, you also, going back to those plugins really quickly, you also made a good point about making sure that the plugin is still supported. And I wanted to throw out that when you are looking at the updates on your WordPress dashboard, it gives you the opportunity to like learn more. I forget what the actual call to action is to click, but you it'll open like a little modal window that gives you um, an outline of the changes that have been made in that upcoming version they want you to upgrade to. They, I think it's just, I think the link just says details. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, it might just be details. You can click that link, oftentimes get an idea of like when it was last updated, take a look at the reviews. If it has, you know, a bunch of reviews, especially if this is something that you are not updating frequently, you're like, oh man, I got to take a look and kind of do an inventory here. It will give you some insight into whether or not that developer is still supporting the plugin. Because like Adam said, if they're not supporting it anymore, you know, we've had some major changes with, you know, PHP 8 is now pretty much standard, I think. And um, 8.1, maybe even, Adam, I, I 
can't remember exactly what the what the uh, the standard is. I know you guys should all at least be on PHP seven point four. Please, please at least be there. <laughs> yeah, the minimum for WordPress is uh, they're asking WordPress itself when you when you update the latest version says you know minimum is seven point four, um, and the PHP stable version I believe is eight 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 dot one or oh one or whatever it is. Oh dot. Yeah, I think it is that. So um, you know if you're in if you're in the eight branch, then you're doing okay. But, you know, it's important to make sure because there were changes within the PHP modules. And this is stuff that clients don't want to worry about. That's why they pay us. And if it's something that you're working on your own website, you know, you can talk to your hosting provider and say, hey, you know, can you tell me what version of PHP I'm on? And you can look into your site health in WordPress and it will tell you if there are any missing PHP modules. And you can go back to your host if you're not comfortable doing it yourself and say, hey, listen, I need, you know, the the zip module put on my on my PHP version. You know, I need that activated on my my version of PHP. Can you do that for me or can you tell me how? And and you can get that set up for yourself. So, you know, WordPress gives you a lot of clues. It's just a lot of people they don't they don't log into their website frequently, especially those brochure style sites. They don't go in um, with any regularity. So I would encourage everyone to, you know, go poke around your site health, see what you see. And make sure everything is is running. I mean, you know, it's kind of like going to the doctor. You know, you, you put it off until there's something wrong. You don't want to get to that point, right? So go in, go for your checkup, do your give yourself a website checkup, go into your site health and run some updates and, and do some uh, some investigative legwork to save yourself a bigger headache down the road. We were having a conversation in the chat about hosting providers for WordPress. And Adam, you had mentioned don't do GoDaddy for hosting, which yes. Remember with hosting, everybody that you guys get what you pay for. Honestly, like that, that holds true in many facets of life, but especially with hosting, you get what you pay for. So all of those hosting plans that are like, oh, a dollar ninety nine a month plus a free domain and everything. Yeah, man, just be be very, very weary of those because they oftentimes are not quite what you're looking for. And, you know, it's just something that you you really got to be mindful of because that's going to be where all of your information and your data is not only living, so you want to have good support, but you also need to know that when it comes to hosting, you know, what's downtime looking like? Hopefully there's there's not, you know, much downtime. And also because your hosting and your server speed and everything plays a role, a, a large role in your user experience, it therefore plays a large role in your SEO. So yeah, I, you know, I don't, I have used Bluehost before and I've had very, very mixed results. So I tend to not use it anymore, but I've had really good success with Kinsta, with WP Engine. I've even used Flywheel with some success, but Flywheel, I found they don't push out the automatic updates to WordPress or not even automatic, but they don't push out new versions of WordPress and make them accessible uh, very readily. So I was updating all of my clients and this was a small upgrade. I was doing a very basic like upgrading to WordPress like 6.0.2 or something from 6.0, something very small. And it wasn't available on Flywheel. So I'm like, hmm, that's, that's not great. They, you know, they wait like an extra month. So it's not horrendous, but still, why for such a small, small upgrade? So I, go ahead. I just was going to say, I think it comes down to the, how comfortable, again, well, this is for anything, even platform, but for hosting companies, it's going to be however you're, you're comfortable with. So like with any house hosting companies, they're handling all your all of the you know network side of it you know installing all the server keeping all that up to date 
you know, whatever cloud-based they're using, whether they have their own, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then they give you kind of a middleware, so they kind of give you a, a control panel, you know, usually a C panel, or some use, uh, what's the other one called? I can't think of it. Anyway, they install a certain control panel access so you can go in to the hosting company and then, you know, have a, a place to, to do things and, and control your site. But if you're, if you're tech savvy or if you have somebody involved in the site that is tech savvy, like on your team, doesn't mind doing the setup or, or whatever, looking at different things, you can go directly to an AWS or a Google and, you know, use their cloud, you know, based on whatever their pricing is and all that. But you can, you know, have them do it and you can have, uh, you can have your own environment, but you can basically, you, you have to set up everything on your own. So like, you know, all your backups, all your, you know, uh, file structure, everything you, you do at yourself. And then whether you install a web-based, you know, control panel, then, you know, go for it and you do that too. But, uh, whatever you're comfortable with. So again, it depends on what level of tech that you are comfortable with doing or what team member you have available. Go ahead, Colleen. Uh, no, I was just going to say that I have even, cause that's not really my, my wheelhouse. Like I really know WordPress, um, you know, and how it interacts with the server in that regard. But, um, I have one client who does have a, I think it's a, they came in with a, a Bluehost VPN, I want to say, or v, a VPS. And, so I've had to manage, I mean, and that is like such a bigger task than I ever care to take on because it's making sure you have updated versions of cPanel. It's like, that is like the most hands-off option. Um, so, but again, if someone is comfortable with that, like Adam, that would be like no problem for you. You could nail that, I'm sure. So for me, I'm like, oh, I just don't like, can I do it? Yeah, I guess I do it for this one client. It's not my jam. I don't like, I don't want to advertise that that's a service that I provide because it's really just, that's how, what I inherited. But, you know, I mean, you're right. It's whatever you're comfortable with. So we were having a, a, a conversation in the chat about customer support. And really that is so huge because if you can get a hosting provider that will, you know, kind of have your back, then you don't have to worry about doing some of the more technical stuff if you're not tech savvy or, or you just don't want to. Yeah, definitely find a host with, with good customer support is for sure. And SiteGround was mentioned as having, I, I've worked a little bit with SiteGround and had, you know, good experiences with them as well. So confirmed on good customer service for SiteGround. <laughs> yeah, they, in the last year, I think it was, I want to say, because I, I worked on a project that was on SiteGround and they actually had their own hosting, but two as of, I want to say two years ago, I, I don't know, maybe it was even longer than that now, they actually moved everybody over to Google. So basically they're hosting everything on the Google uh, cloud, which they're still hosting it. So you're still paying them to deal with, you know, make sure all the tiers right and all the files and structure and everything's set up. So that's one benefit of having a host is they do it for you. So once the, it, initially, I remember when they did move it over two, three years ago, uh, initially it had a few errors and bugs that they did solve, thankfully, but uh, it, it sites went down and stuff in the, in the transition because of certain issues, but it was back up fairly quickly. But now it's, you know, now they moved over to a Google infrastructure you know, Google is, you know, how many data, you know, basically Google, between Google and Amazon uh, data centers and, and infrastructure, they pretty much own the world as far as uh, data, data uh, centers and uh, network uh, structures. Yeah, I have a love-hate relationship with Google and a lot of my clients, again, you know, they're, I've had some really long-term clients that came to me when they were just starting out. And frankly, when I was just starting out, 
I have been designing WordPress websites since 2005, but I have really focused my, I started my company actually uh, Friday is my 10 year company anniversary. So I've, I've, I even sounds weird to say company because it's me. I have an assistant and, and that's it. We handle everything. So company makes it sound like it's this big, you know, like, I don't know. It just sounds not like the right word, but anyway, you're, um, you're a fortune 500 company. We right. know. I'm like, I'm <laughs> <laughs> so, um, over the last 10 years, I have really, really jumped in on more of the, um, not just the design side, of course, but also taking some of the, my marketing background and applying that strategy and that marketing thought, and then factoring in the coding in that WordPress environment. And so that balance of design and code is really my, my sweet spot. I love to find, you know, a design that speaks to a user, speaks to a potential client, but then how do we code it? to be ADA compliant? How do we code it so that it's functional and optimized and easy to use for my clients? So, you know, I, my clients that have Google, oh gosh, I just, I struggle with it because number one, it's Google. And it's just like, how much more can, can I interact with you, Google? I'm trying to, you know, create some boundaries here. You know, I, I don't care for the Google suite of certain, like Google docs and sheets and all that stuff is not, not my jam, but I know it is for some people, so I am familiar with it, but I have to say, I don't usually recommend Google hosting and I don't have anything to go on other than my own personal distaste for it. I don't really have any, anything to any evidence to back it up. Well, and, and look, like I was saying, SiteGround, so SiteGround actually moved all of their, well, all, most, if not all of their clients over to Google. So you're actually, anybody on SiteGround is actually using Google cloud services. Right. I know. And that's the There's funny part. It's like, oh, by don't the way. Don't know that. Like, <laughs> right. Other companies probably do the same or they're using AWS. It's you know, the Amazon web services. So they're, they're probably using one of those or there's, you know, what is it, Rackspace and there's another one. Uh, anyway, any, they could be using any of the big cloud ones because they don't, you know, hosting companies or they want to be a hosting company. They have the customer service, but they don't, you know, want to actually have the data center and put in the time and the cost, which is whatever. When when you have all of that already available, they can just tap into these larger companies. Now, granted, you're doing it like I said, you have to have IT guys to, you know, know or you know, tech guys to know wh what they're doing to because if you, you know, go in there and change the wrong comp for the config file on a in a server, you can seriously just, you know, destroy not destroy but mess up your entire. Uh, Entire web server, so you have to definitely know what you're, what you're doing as far as as far as that. Absolutely, well, and that's where that that customer support comes in because you know a lot of people don't necessarily know you know changing what changing a PHP module might do you know or or turning it off or turning it on or or upgrading to a different version of PHP. You know, I'm still learning, and I do this for my day job every every day. So for someone who doesn't do it all the time, and all of a sudden they have to do some server stuff, they're like, oh man, I can totally get why that would be kind of overwhelming for for someone who's not doing it on a daily basis because even as somebody who does it on a daily basis, it can be a little scary. So uh, moral of the story, always run a backup on your site and your database before you ever do any kind of large fiddling efforts. So that way you have everything preserved and you can always fall back. Because again, that's the beauty of WordPress, right? Is that you have your data, you have all of your data, you own it all, it's all yours and you have access to it. That's the key thing. So everyone will tell you, oh, like, yeah, you know, remember a couple of years ago, 
gosh, it's probably been more than a couple now, but there was that big thing on Facebook and Instagram where it was like, you don't own your photos. And everyone was like deleting their Instagram accounts because you don't own your photos and their property of, you know, Facebook or Meta now. And upon further investigation, I think it worked out that yes, they're, they're yours, but you have basically given Meta permission to use them in their advertising. It's like a caveat in the fine print kind of thing. But anyway, the point of the story is, is that all of these places will tell you, oh no, you own the data. It's all your data. And, but that's all well and good. But if you can't access it, it doesn't do you very much good. You know, if you can't run the backups and have a full and complete picture of your website, that's a bummer. You know, like if, if something happens, if Squarespace servers go down on the day that you're launching your new product that you've put your blood, sweat and tears in, you have no other choice. Like, let's just say that they're like, oh man, we're going to work on it, but it's probably not going to be up until the end of the week. And you're like, I have to wait three days. You've got to be joking. That would be enough for me to take my business elsewhere, but you can't like, you'd have to rebuild and it would just be more time than it's worth. So with WordPress, if something like that were to happen on, on one of your hosting providers, you know, you take your WordPress and you, you walk and you can go elsewhere and get what you need done so you can make sure you run your business. So while yes, it's great that you own all your stuff, it's also important that you know what to do with it and that you can, you can access it. Yeah. And if there's going to be an issue, so if you own your own domain, just let's go back to the domain. If you own the domain and you have it somewhere else outside of the hosting company, if the, if the host for whatever reason, going to be down for, you know, three or four days, like you were saying, then you can always, because, you know, when you change, you know, you can actually point your uh, domain temporarily somewhere else. Not that it's going to be, you know, you want to do this, but it's be quicker to actually populate the, that, you know, because within a few hours that it'll take to, to, to point, usually to point the uh, DNS over records over to, to another hosting somewhere. So you can have your site up somewhere is even if it's a temporary thing, while you know or maybe you are moving it whatever but that way you have control over that as well very good points for sure want to just take a quick moment to um, say thank you to everyone for joining us here in the wordpress shop our wordpress q a we are talking about benefits of wordpress specifically where it comes to data management hosting marketing integrations things like that I love talking about the benefits of WordPress and helping people solve their business problems and figuring out a way to have your website be a workhorse for you. Let's make things more efficient. Let's optimize it. And let's take some of the items on your plate and, and put it on your website where possible. So yeah, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. My Instagram is at CL creative, and I'm happy to answer some of those questions as well. Adam, I know you're on Instagram. And if the if you prefer a different method, I'll let you let you throw that out there. <laughs> no, Instagram's probably the best. I re- I look more on Instagram than that than anything else. So Adam Tech Tools. Uh, so just you can always reach out to me there. I just was actually talking about going into your upside your website on a weekly basis and running updates. I also went in because I have recently updated my services, and one of the services that I am now offering is website accessibility through Accessibility. So I don't know if anyone has tried Accessibility, but I was using UserWay quite a bit and it was great because it was a nice free option. But one of the things, because a lot of my clients want to be able to maintain their website themselves, they want to run the updates, they want to change content out as well they should because it's WordPress and that's the beauty of it. But they would often forget the alt tag on their images and that was an ADA compliance issue. And so Accessibility uses AI technology, which I think is so cool. So if you do forget that alt tag, um, it will use its AI technology to generate 
the alt tag and that that bit of text in the image for you which I think is super awesome. So speaking of websites and, you know, using and leaning on your website as a workhorse for business, I run my accessibility services as well as my, what I call website insurance, which is my maintenance plans for my clients. I run it all through my website. It's a subscription base, so I don't have to charge their credit card every month. It automatically happens. It automatically goes into my bank account and uh, away we go. So it sends out the receipts to my clients. So there are so many things that you can do with your website that will save you time. That was a huge time suck for me when I was starting early on. It was like, oh, let me sit down and do the monthly invoice and then do the, and it's just like, oh my gosh, I, no, this isn't gonna work. I need to use my website to automate this process. And it has been such a time saver for me. So I love thinking about how to make your website more efficient, not just in the the sense of, you know, providing information and, you know, user functionality for your customers, but also for you as a business owner and think about how to make that happen. So happy to field any questions about those, those elements as well. Uh, you just sparked actually something funny about, you know, updating, you know, going on automating your site and doing things. Uh, there's a funny story that I'm a f uh, friends with uh, another tech guy. He's more network administrator. He does like, like all of the configure, configuration files and analyzes data packs and he's that side. So he's like really super into that. Anyway, so he's, my point is he's a tech guy. He does, you know, he's been doing it for, you know, way longer than I have. Um, so anyway, so he, his wife wanted a website. So he set up a quick website for her and, and he just set it up and, and didn't really, you know, put it, a lot of bells and whistles into it to the point where, cause she was just going to getting referrals and things from her Facebook or her Instagram or social media. And she would literally wake him up at like three in the morning and say, you know, honey, uh, can you send me, you know, send this invoice to so-and-so we sent an invoice and you know, it takes whatever, two seconds or, or, you know, five, you know, a minute to, to send out an invoice to fill out the thing. But I, I'm like, I'm like, okay. I said, and he was telling me this. I'm like, okay, you're a tech guy where we both push automation why haven't you automated that in your website? And he just, I heard this pause on the phone. He's like, oh, Adam, yeah, you're right. <laughs> and he just, I and love I was like, that. Well. I, I know. I just can't. It's like, oh, duh. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, he actually quoted your your line. You know, we say it about the, um, the cobbler's kids uh, have no shoes, you know. <laughs> It's so true. It, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm always so busy doing client requests that my own website redesign, I want to say that I redesigned in at the beginning of 2021. And like right at the first of the year, I was like, nope, that's my, my target deadline. I'm doing it. But it took me like a solid 18 months to get all of my website worked out for myself. And prior to that, I hadn't done a redesign since like 2014 or something like that. I just didn't have, have time, but, you know, speaking of website redesigns, think about, you know, everyone wants to know like, Oh, you know, when, when do I, how often should I update my website? Well, content wise, you know, WordPress makes it easy to update that content, but also think about from a design perspective, is that website that you set up still meeting your needs? Is it still serving you? And you still, you know, maybe your business goals have changed. Maybe, maybe you have found a different niche and you have a different demographic that you're trying to target. 
all of those are maybe you can consider maybe you can now automate that no sorry right <laughs> yes exactly so but all of those are things to consider you know it might be time for a website redesign and that's you know something to think about with your clients as you are working on their websites is like well you know is this really speaking to our target audience is this really fulfilling you know the business goals that we have is this furthering our efforts or is this just you know, is it just there? And then maybe you start planning, you know, okay, you know, Q, Q1 of 2023, we're going to redesign or, you know, that's when we're going to start the process. But you start asking yourself questions like that and it will help you figure out whether or not a, a redesign makes sense. In fact, I'll have to find the link and, you know, maybe I'll, I'll post it. But I did a quiz using Gravity Forms because I am a huge Gravity Forms fan. It's one of my few paid plugins that I think is well worth the money. And Gravity Forms, I have stretched it as far as, well, not as far as I can because I think it's so robust that you can do a lot with it. But um, I designed a quiz to figure out, you know, those BuzzFeed quiz, like which Disney princess are you and that sort of thing. So I did one for whether or not you need a new website. Um, I think that that try, you know, you may not, you may not need it, but, um, you know, there might just be some housekeeping things that you need to do, but it was a fun gravity forms quiz. And I'll have to see if I can find the link in, in my blog, because that was a good one. So thanks again, everybody. Thank you for coming to the WordPress shop. Appreciate everybody being here. If you want to reach out to us, you just hit us up on our socials. Happy to always chat all things WordPress and happy to help. We want to thank you for coming and spending time out of your day here with us in the WordPress shop. Okay, that concludes this episode. Our hosts will return with another topic in the next episode. Bye-bye, everyone.